0: Welcome to You Talking with Greg. I'm here with Rich Blundell, who was on John Verveke's uh, podcast, and it was one of the most intense podcasts I listened to. It was super exciting. Uh, he was talking about the his, uh, big history world, which, of course, I've tracked. As folks know, my own TOK, Tree of Knowledge System, is a big history view, and I've been tracking that. And then the articulation you gave, friend, in relationship to the evolution out of that or through that, into your current work in terms of really bridging into the um, arts and really cultivating this moment that we are in culturally and seeing the need for this sort of spiritual, intelligent, ecological, holistic worldview. It was brilliant and
1: beautiful. uh, And it's really a pleasure to have you here on the program. Thanks, man. And I, I, uh, me too, man. I watched your stuff and I find it incredibly intense. And You know, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Sometimes I'm yelling at the computer or, you know, in agreement usually. Um, But uh, it's just been fascinating to watch this thing unfold so fast. I mean, this is a thing. These these ideas and these subjects that, you know, they seem to just have popped in, you know, just blossomed. But you would probably agree with this. We've been thinking about these things for, I've been thinking about these things my whole life and haven't really been able to find a place to converse deeply about them. And then suddenly it just happens. It's Isn't happening. that amazing?
0: It's totally amazing. It's a, that, that's exactly, I mean, my, my journey is like, yeah, um, definitely. I'm now, I often will say I've found my people in the sense that over the last yeah. four years or so, uh, there has been this, there's been this evolution into this new leading edge cultural space. Um, and certainly hooking up with John Burbaki, hooking up with a wide variety of different people, and then making those network connections. And I think the zeitgeist and everything else is happening. You're getting this coalescence. And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, I listened to your thing. I'm like, oh my God, that guy's following the exact same trail. And here's an, he's another threader who's following yeah. a particular trail. It's really fascinating.
1: That's true. But I also feel like, There's a part of this, and and you have come the closest to it, without a doubt, there's a part of this conversation that is, I won't say absent, but there seems to be like a reluctance or a hesitation or a, such a non-familiarity with like uh, a natural cosmology or or a natural ontology that needs to get, it's just, it's having... It's having difficulty getting reintegrated um so i i also well, noticed that well i mean does that make sense what, oh <laughs> my <laughs> life what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> does that make sense yeah. so i mean i mean you know my world so i'm stumbling across a normal empirical worldview and i then fall into psychotherapy and then fall into the problem of psychology right and then I find mm. this justification dynamic, which really allows me to be like, oh, it's not language per se, it's not culture per se, it's not self-consciousness, it's the intersection and a structure function of propositional networks on a culture of person plane of existence that makes us different kinds of apes, okay? And it's like, holy fuck, so I'm now pulling that out and I'm gonna be a psychologist, and I'll be able to now analyze the, what goes from us as animals, mammals, into primates and then what makes us persons and that's really cool, right? And I was like, we weren't 100% clear about that And and that's
1: been that's been missing from the whole discipline. Yeah. Right. Well, it really
0: depends on how you frame it. But I nailed it. I nailed that fucking thing. Okay. Justification nails it. I mean, there's just no doubt in my mind. And if I was going to be my career. okay. I mean, in other words, people get language, they get self-consciousness, they get blurred on what they mean by culture. But no one got the idea that uh, you get symbols and then you get propositions. okay? And then propositions have positive meaning claims. They have positive meaning claims that they can quickly address with questions who what when why where which are simple cognitive gadgets that open up negative space around a proposition okay and what that means then is is that now you get this dynamic iterative question answer process to live in the world it's not building propositions per se it's building justifications the issue is propositions that are have served legitimizing functions okay and then what that then shows you is that actually social knowledge, the social construction of person knowledge, person culture knowledge, is networks of justification systems. John Bervecki's propositional knowing, but then networked together into legitimizing systems of justification. When you see that, you see the sociology and cultural anthropology view of the social construction of knowledge as the construction of systems of justification. Okay, And what you see psychologically is you see what's called the personal social problem of justification which is fuck now through propositional language you have a direct highway into a portion of my knowing system the propositional knowing directly okay and that goes right through the skin (laughs) in a way that my perspectival novel can't so now you have direct access greg why do you think what you do why did you do what you do okay that's the problem of personal justification and how i explain to you why i'm doing what i'm doing is a very, very complicated question. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and then what that does is it re-engineers the ego as the self-conscious justifier, the interpretive system that now is has to solve the problem of justification regarding what it feels in the animal self that doesn't have access, what I would call mind two, into the social intersubjective world of mind three, shared mind three of propositions. Oh, and then, so how do I explain accidents versus what I do on purpose? How do I explain outcomes? How do I tell you what I feel inside in a way that affords me or manages social influence and how you then will respond? And that's an unbelievably important question. And what it turns out is Freud, Sigmund Freud's fundamental insight okay, is the idea that we have an animal self called an id, okay, that we live in a social environment of acceptance and not, and you have an ego that has to rationalize your existence relative to repressing the unacceptable portion of the id. And the ego then sits in this. So Freud observes this, okay, but he doesn't know how evolutionary theory and how to explain it at all. Right. So right. you talk the first insight of you talk is this. It's, it's like, oh my God, Freud's fundamental insight is now placed in a reverse engineering evolutionary context that specifies right. the emergence of propositional language as the t- problem of adapt adaptation gives rise to the cultural evolution capital c culture belief value evolution not technological that's a separate line but they're interfacing and mm. it specifies the ego human ego as a mental organ of justification on top of your ex- primate experience and system and when you fucking do that you're like oh Okay. That's a, that is fundamentally new because you basically now can take Freud's fundamental insight and actually anchor it to the cosmic evolutionary view with a hell of a lot of fun. Well, but
1: that's a you, what you just did was, that was a big step you took to go from primate to, you know, cosmos. Yeah. And so, so what, the way I see it is that what you, you know, what you've helped do is to bridge or at least open up a new sort of portal to understanding all these cognitive dynamics that, you know for the past couple hundred years we've been trying to fit figure out sort out understand but what you did was you brought it back to the primate level okay and, and and saw cognition as a function of a primate but then where do you ground that primate like where what are the preconditions for the primate cognitive apparatus, you know, and, 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 and so keep going, like, well, right. So then, well, then what 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 happened? Yeah, animal to, right. Right. So, so then what happened on 1997?
0: Okay. The people that know the broadcast know this. I'm stoned one day at 1997 Mm -hmm. and I've, and I've pulled out the complexified structure of the human person on out of the primate. And that's where I'm looking. I'm stoned one day. And basically the cosmic evolution emerges as four steps four phases i go boom out of big bang came matter then came life then came this was a crucial step mind defined as animal mental behavior okay which is a big that's another huge new angle on this that actually we want to think about the dimension of animal as the mental dimension of uh, third dimension of complexity mindedness that we see mm-hmm not mindedness mm-hmm. that's perspectively behind our eyes, but it's the behavior that we see as men. An mindedness And at this 4E cognition, it's what the behaviors, what, what Skinner was trying to do, okay, but then had an epistemology that was limited and couldn't then connect to certain aspects of the whole structure. 4E cognition is in many ways reinventing, I call John Verbecki the inner Skinner, okay? Because what he's seen with recursive relevance realization is the agent, Operating on the world, Skinner seeing the operants uh, from a behavioral selection perspective. Skinner's behavioral selection is John's recursive relevance realization from a 4E cognitive perspective. Okay. That's why John's like, well, there's variation, selection, retention. Yeah. Inner Skinner. Okay. And you're creating my system of paths of behavioral investment is a transjective, iterative, interactive ex- energy expenditure system that's kind of, that's tracking the evolution of your path investment, which is a recursive relevance realization process. Okay. So that's what, and that's what animals and the nervous system itself, the animal yeah. cognitive nervous system is a bioenergetic system nested in the living that mm-hmm. yokes it together based on negantropic energy expenditure and information processing structures, you know, and now you have a behavioral investment system at the animal level, moving the animal as a whole through behavioral selection, that's an evolutionary process that where the neurocognitive structures, predictive processing and recursive relevance realization. So that's the animal into mammal into primate structure. So now we can specify that dimension of mental behavior, the animal mental dimension, and then put it in the life context, which then is nested in the cosmic material evolutionary context. Mm -hmm. And, And so one day I'm stoned, I'm like matter, life, mind, culture, okay? which, and, the, and the, we all got started on this is because this is so fucking weird. This is essentially great chain of being stuff. It's like stuff that Aristotle sees, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then we forget, we obliterate because of the modern empirical natural science. Uh, epistemology and ontology is, is wonderful for matter and motion, but it fucking breaks in terms of its capacity for coherent big picture shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially
0: when we get into mind, whatever the hell that is, it breaks mm-hmm. that. So I then rediscover a coherent, naturalistic picture, stoned one day. and in terms of my own mind, book, when I first developed this thing, I'm so convinced that it's so obvious, I put all over, I hide the diagram. <laughs> I, mm. I, I hide it, and have my early ones do not reproduce without permission. Because <laughs> I have this idea that if somebody else sees this, Edward Wilson yeah. produces Consilience in 1998 the next year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can totally see he's sketching it, but he doesn't have the whole picture. And I was like, oh, my God, if somebody sees this, because to me, when I see it, it's a map of the universe, like a car outside. It's like if you know what you're looking at, that's like a map of the universe. <laughs> it's the right one. So and then I was like started to show it to people. That, and everyone had the same kind of, oh, it's both common sense and I don't understand it.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? That, that's probably how it, show, how, how it shows up is sort of. There's a memory, there's some kind of remembrance of it, but we've been detached from it from so long that it's now we're, we're alienated from it at the same time. Oh so you, you have this idea that it's common sense, and then you have this idea that
0: you're sort of immune, so it's wrong at some level. And then you yeah. have to get into the weeds about how it's both right. The updated version fixes all the old stuff. So we have ideas about what viruses are and cells and evolution and places all of that great chain of being in the right natural science worldview puzzle piece system that affords great big history clarity about what the hell we're actually talking about right and then my feeling was oh the academy's gonna love this <laughs> it's like fucking wow. it's yeah. like uh they just don't know what to do with it just look at it and it's like okay you can publish on this you can talk about this but like that we're doing research well, because programs. the whole
1: thing is built on specialization and you know the reductive impulse to reduce things down so it's really hard right. to put it all back together again totally um,
0: so anyway i went well, off there i'm sorry about that but the- no
1: no i get it i mean i i hear what you're saying i i just think it would be really interesting and productive to plumb you know some of the details of that because it, it it actually goes deeper than matter in some sense you know this totally. gets down to what are the fundamental forces and yep. what are the what is the currency of the fundamental forces things like energy and pattern totally. and you yep. know so and so then you the t- other, Utah
0: goes to energy information fielding so the fields yes. there's energy information fields that's the ground yep. and then yep. out of energy information fields springs matter Okay, which then coheres, decoheres off of the quantum field structure into space time that then becomes classically organized into chemical, you know, atomic chemical and aggregate matter that then behaves, at least as far as we know, in a a pretty, you know, Newtonian Mm -hmm. fashion at that level. Of course, with embedded in it is this energy information field shit that 20th century physics uh, revealed.
1: Well, I would probably go one step further. I mean, full disclosure. I even put another sort of level below that, which is mystery. you know there's right. a point where the whole thing is obscured, and then that 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 mystery actually it has a through line through all of it right up to here, right to Total. to this very so this whole Total. thing is actually infused in mystery too so exactly i don't I don't claim to know
0: totally so it's amazing
1: so that's amazing so i claim to know some things
0: right so i am uh, religiously okay i am an agnostic okay so that's then doing to drop into i'm i don't claim knowledge i'm
1: existentially agnostic okay all
0: right I'm, i don't claim foundational knowledge about the ontic structure of the universe i have no idea OK, it uh, bottoms out with
1: well, well, no we, can, we can see some things. It's just that, you know, if you dig deep enough, you're eventually you're going to have to you're going to have to confront the mystery. And you either totally. acknowledge it or you try to suppress it. I, I just prefer to accept it. So so for me, there's a
0: you know, there's energy information, the super force that's then going to differentiate into the four forces and the standard theory of elementary particle physics sure. is right. bouncing out of somewhere. Uh, to be determined in some agnostic kind of structure. And what its ultimate grounding is, is I'm now, all, my first step into the ontic ontology is the energy super force that then's going to differentiate into gravity electromagnetic. But, but whatever
1: from. that thing is, it's still with us. Totally. It's not like, I mean, I feel like it's here. It's, yeah. In fact, well,
0: this that, is an expression of it. Right. Well, that's, see, that gets me into my mysticism. Okay. So I'm in relationship to... Uh, So I'm agnostic, I'm an atheist with regards to a personal God that's like us that cares in relation. And then I'm a synthetist, which means I believe in the concept of God and its exploration. Okay, so synthetism believes in the concept of God, okay, different than a clearly specifiable ontology of God. All right, so then it orients us as human justifiers, to embrace the concept of God in particular ways, and then look to the mystical traditions and many others to seek at least experiential alignment with that. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, okay, so now you're talking, it's interesting because now you're talking about the, like, so you started off talking about, you know, how the field of psychology, Freud, and all that stuff have, you know, been working to untangle and understand the human dimension of psyche. Mm -hmm. And then we went down into, you know, primate, animal, you know,
0: yeah. all the way and, down into life matter. and then matter. and mm-hmm. down
1: there we found something something like spirit, spirit great spirit divine whatever and but now it's when we start talking about what's way down there we're actually end up at the other end of the extreme which is like so what does this stuff mean like which i think is relevant to the meaning crisis by the way oh. but so there's that whole other domain of this sort of inquiry where we end up exploring meaning and, and, and how insufficient meanings or, or sort of inadequate meanings or inappropriate meanings are manifesting today to like threaten to bring the whole system to a halt or at least, you know, reset the, reset the, the, the evolutionary process temporarily. Um, So I just think that there's this, i'm not sure if it's through line in the way you usually use it but there is this through line of it's meaning all the way down yeah uh, and um so yeah that's kind of what i want to try and get a handle on not 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 to assume that we're ever going to get a full handle on it but the process i think has is, is um has merit although the, the the
0: the, I mean, the reason I love listening to you just is because your life story uh, affords, in my estimation, that realization. I mean, you're it's an embodiment of that realization as I hear your story. And that's what my life is. And I came from a, behavior, a, a particular Dawkins-esque behavioral science kind of view of the world. Interesting. And Interesting. I then fell back into this sort of increasingly expansive and ultimately, essentially, the tree of knowledge in 2020... I had a transcendent period in October uh, into November of 2020, where it was my wisdom energy period, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. And, and, and I created a particular flow mapping of the emergence of the wave of wisdom, okay, of, from energy, so you had energy as sort of the ontic bottom all right. And then wisdom is the ultimate sort of virtue and then ultimate concern. I have an iconic representation of the concept of God called the elephant sun god that sits above yeah. the, and then that then is really it's a combination like a, the sun god Ra and Ganesha from uh, the Bronze Age Egyptians and then into the Axial Age Hindus, and then it's organized in a particular way for me as a westerner, seeing that in relation. Okay. And then the the, the idea essentially is is the god of light wisdom and knowledge, okay, that is then structured to orient us, which would then create a collective whole cooperative structure, right, that would then afford an energy information networking that's Mm. harmonious and coherent Mm. and does those Mm. kinds of structures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And then you, mm -hmm. and then essentially as I found that essential equation, my actual justifying mind, for very rare, my justifying mind is very fucking active. (laughs) It, it basically went quiet, and I sat in my cells, okay, mm. in my perspective being, and went with walks with my dog, where I was basically a beam of wisdom energy, okay. That's a felt experience, and essentially, it is this kind of as above, so below uh, what mm. is this sort of framework. And I was texting John periodically. John Brinkie was like, Well, that's chi, <laughs> and he's like, Actually, that's also philosophy. Oh, actually, that's the Dow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? How, how? Well, it's also
1: it. It's also from my perspective, it's also the electromagnetic or the electrostatic force that acts on a particle. You know, in the in 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 some nebula, uh, somewhere. You know, it's also that that orient that-, that orienting thing, manifests across time and scale, to be omnipresent. So, right, so in my mystical state
0: of oneness, that was
1: that, that was the the
0: wisdom and the energy, the wisdom of the elephant sun god beaming back down and pulling the electromagnetic structure mm. in proper work effort flow toward unity. It's like, mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just there in that. No, you're like what?
1: This has been going on since the beginning of time, and and you know it, it finds us. Yeah. Know? When and, we're not uh, and it's when like, like we're not that's attentive.
0: meaning right right it's like sort of like why why i mean i mean I, then you look back at what other people do you are like, of course that's what they're talking about it's like why mm. why don't we why don't
1: we like uh do that <laughs> okay so what? there's there's i can imagine someone might stumble upon this conversation and be like what the fuck are those two talking about like so i'm wondering though if we can't you know bring it down to some more accessible and yeah. um you know some something that cuz we just went boom you know okay so yeah, we've seen uh, this thing we've we've we, we, we've we've interrogated it we've submitted to it we've participated in it how do we communicate it is is, is because i think that's important like something about totally. it wants to be communicated and so that's something that i really spend a lot of time thinking about um how might we, how we might do that. Um, I love that. And I'm not, I, I'll confess, I fall down this rabbit hole
0: and then I basically just pursue it. I'm like, all right, I, you know, I got to find this thing. I got to keep building. I got to find it. I, people are like, you're getting weirder and weirder. And it's like, I don't really, I'm sorry. I'm getting weirder and weirder in some ways, but I'm like, uh, I'm a, you know, I'm on a quest here. What's crazy
1: is that you The weird is grounded in it's grounded. It is grounded in an ontology that, you know, that, that, that is, that is the ground, you know, that is also mystical ground. It is the ground from which the the mysterious mm-hmm. has always been emerging. The, the, the,
0: the subtitle of our podcast here weird. is in search of a coherent naturalistic ontology that can revitalize the soul and spirit, human soul and spirit in the 21st century. Um, okay. That's what, that's what, so how that's much
1: what, of it is um, like how, for, for me, I, I, you know, I come at this as a basically as a geologist first mm-hmm. and foremost, like l- looking at the history of the earth, looking at the fossil record, putting myself in those environments, you know, just sort of being, just thinking and sometimes even putting myself in the body of a trilobite as it mm. scurries around at the yep. bottom of the ocean, looking at the world through calcite eyes, yep. you know, like, and, uh, you know, all of these sort of just things that you do in your free time and your imagination and your free time. <laughs> But um, if you're built a certain way, <laughs> maybe, but I mean, that's what a paleontologist does right. in some yeah. sense, thinks, 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 about what the, you know, what would the world, the earth be like in a reducing atmosphere, as opposed to an oxidizing atmosphere, right. things like that. I can see the world devoid of all life, you know, right. devoid of anything alive and completely inhospitable environment. How does such a place come to be, you know, populated by us and by all the diversity in, in this you know this film of, of activity of what we call it so when you start really imagining different scenarios for how how to make this a coherent thing you, you, it becomes a practice it becomes a, a a way of um you know seeing the world through all of in all through through all of its different forms that it is yeah. that is manifest since since it since it was formed 4.6 billion years ago but even before that because what were the preconditions of that you know so if if the universe is 13.8 billion years whatever a year is you know if it's that long if we have this coherent narrative that starts in the mystery before the big bang but then the big bang happens and some order is some order is manifest at that point and fundamental forces start to sort themselves out and and you know Uh, atoms start playing in new ways to create new structures called hydrogen or helium and things you know cosmic structure just sort of emerges um so so like what do we do with that like how do we take something that seems so far away and removed from human concern and bring it into the world? Now, so that we can heal, you know, so that we can Solo. find, you know, create to do it better. How yeah. can we, you know, be in this? How can we participate in this story in a more just and humane and you know meaningful way? That's really what I'm what I'm concerned about. So I, I get really excited when I hear you having come from this, this, the world of you know psychological. And, um, you know, cog- well, I guess it would be, is it psychiatry or psychology that you, is your field?
0: Good question. Uh, psychology. Uh, I'm psychology. a clinical psychologist. Okay. But psychology, so psychiatry is a medical discipline. Okay. So you get a medical degree uh, yeah. and you're, as a psychiatrist. I get a science, behavioral science degree as a PhD. And then you take that a PhD and then inside psychology, there's a huge debate about, well, what is a professional practice? Um, But there's then, and I can tell you a lot about, in fact, that's my entire day job, is clarifying what a psychological doctor is, very different than a psychiatrist, what a psychological doctor is, relative to the science of psychology, which by the way, needs to be divided up into basic psychology, which deals with the human, I mean, animal in general, and then human psychology, which is a specific subset. And then there's application, and then there's the professional doctor of what a psychologist Doesn't that all
1: seem is. like a really weird uh, um, um, mapping of, of, I mean, like, it just seems arbitrary where those boundaries well, the, are. Well, the,
0: the, the issue is, is that the, the field of psychology, okay, the history, this is what I talk, so let's situate Utah analytically for a second, okay, so Utah mm-hmm. comes, is situated in a particular system of justification, okay, specifically the Enlightenment, modern European Enlightenment, okay, and the idea with the modern European Enlightenment from Galileo to Newton in particular at the level of science is the emergence of a third-person quantitative analysis of behavior of matter in motion, okay, mm. and, and then they pull out the ideographic subjective secondary qualities and they build an epistemology based on objective behavioral quantities, okay, and that's super fucking successful. For 200 years, Newton dominates, and then we're getting a new kind of epistemology.
1: Did you have So, so, so what I want to know is, like, what, what, how does you talk, and, you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing, how is it going to impinge? Or how is it going to transform, disrupt, and redesign all of those
0: fields that you're describing? Well... I don't, I know how to do it analytically in my house. (laughs) Like in terms of like, I figured that out because there's there's this unbelievable lock of, of a puzzle lock and you flip the puzzle lock in the right way. And all of a sudden all the pieces fall into place. That's what happened to me. So intellectually, I figured out a way to get an enormous amount of coherence in an area that we know there's no coherence. That's why I bitch all the time about the problem of psychology. It's like psychology grew up. In this epistemological context where the epistemic structure is third person behavior, yet the primary subject of psychology is psyche, yeah. which is by definition a first person experience, and we have all these problems of psyche relative to science. Okay? Mm-hmm. In fact, the science of psychology, I will argue, is grounded in behavior, okay? and, and be grounded in behavior is then different than the grounding of the epistemic position of the psyche, and that's, an, that's no one figured out. Oh, there's a lot of complex narrative that you have to sort out to get Mm. the equation right. No one did. That's why we have the problem of psychology, Okay, It never got figured out. And instead, in my field, we decided it was impossible to figure out. So they obliterated the possibility of an ontology. And they built the identity of scientific psychology is defined as the science of behavior, because that's what a scientist has access to. Mm -hmm and mm-hmm. mental processes which you have to infer, you can't observe. Okay. In other words, the ontology of psychology is defined by the epistemology of science. <laughs> I'll say that again, the ontology of psychology, meaning it says that the world is divided into yep. behavior and mental process behaviors, what the scientists can see. In other words, it's grounded in the epistemology of science mm-hmm. and then it, mm-hmm. mental processes are inferred, okay? So that's the that's the setup of our discipline my discipline which sits in this unbelievably important place inside the academic knowledge structure mm. okay like you go down into biology and physics okay and you're going to get a lot of natural science agreement about the ontology of matter and life okay you get into my discipline and the ontological agreement by definition stops
1: no ontological agreement on mental process it's it's, it seems like a sort of a cart before the horse thing and but you've still got a cart and you've still got a horse Mm -hmm. so let's see if we can't salvage what what, what, so you talked as this switch little
0: thing it's actually it's not behavior and mental processes the ontology is the ontology of animal mental behavior mental behavior Mm -hmm. at the animal level Mm -hmm. and then human mental behavior and it's yeah. getting correct human mental behavior and animal mental behavior in proper relationship to life and matter below and the social science structure above right and yeah. that of, when and you talk does that and then no other system can do that
1: right and, and so that's and that's right. all play, playing out in a culture that is in, that, that 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 is equally as ungrounded in oh, you know a, a naturalistic ontology right so you have this
0: broken chaotic fragmented knowledge system that's trying to okay. that, that has no ground Mm -hmm. I call this the enlightenment gap. There's no clarity about matter versus mind and no Mm -hmm. clarity about scientific knowledge versus subject and social knowledge. So we have this fragmented system of knowing, which basically the academy now commits to. And it generates this unbelievable chaos of structure, which then it generates, fills in with bullshit. So we're just surrounded Mm -hmm. by chaotic bullshit. Um, So
1: so, so there's no wonder why the world looks as it does today, you know, it's that, that, that we're having to do this reckoning.
0: Right, so you're in the midst of a systems of justification, the chaotic, fragmented, pluralism, okay, we're burning the shit out of the planet, okay, based on the, you know, right. the, the Anthropocene, and, and we simultaneously opened up the digital, okay, so the digital, if you use UTOX ontology, it says, be very aware, when you open up a novel information processing communication network, the opportunity for complex adaptive behavior shifts dramatically, We've mm-hmm. now laid the groundwork for yet another yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. plane of existence potentially through the digital, mm-hmm. as we're in the midst of burning the planet, as we're in the midst of our industrial explosion. And I mean, and we're super fucking confused. I mean, the shit is hitting the fan. Are you confused? I'm not. Right. I don't feel confused either. So <laughs> I'm saying the world <laughs> is confused. Yeah. we And, and, are how, in the and I don't understand. And my, part of my structure is why I told you the story. I need help getting to understand. I mean, I'm a clinician and I'm very good at empathizing with people, but it is weird. I see this so fucking clearly that right. I, and then I come in and basically like, all right, I figured this out. And it's like, hmm. And it's like, no, actually. Um, and it is cool because people who have figured it out are emerging and we're networking together. And I can listen to you for five minutes like that guy figured it out.
1: <laughs> it's really it's, it's weird. It's what it feels like. I have to say, though, like, as I listen to a lot of the conversations that are going on, you know, in, in, in John's orbit and elsewhere, um, there's a lot of reference to amazing thinkers, you know, incredibly, you know, mm-hmm. true genius thinkers that are throughout history, but even some of those thinkers didn't have this ontology. So oh, I It just seems like we depend a lot on figuring out, you know, what these men usually were trying to like they were were trying to grapple with something, but they Mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't have the ontology that you have. No. So I think we need to reexamine, you know, those those texts, those scripts, those mythologies, those geniuses in light of what we now know about the continuity of it all. Right, and I, I, I think that needs to happen in a more, um, in a clearer way. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, would, I would, I would think so. I would hope so. And, I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, no, I totally support that because because there were I I my system had to be built on a number of key insights. One of which nobody had had before, and that's the justification problem. Okay, right. Nobody really got super clear. A lot. Everyone's oh, it's language. Oh, it's self consciousness. Oh, it's reasoning. And reason giving okay this is what defines, and there's tools i mean these are all the things that okay what is it defines humans and it's actually yeah. no there, there's a network from um, the problem of justification evolutionarily as a function of propositional speech that then generates the need to build justification systems writ large and creates the self-conscious on top of experiential system that we now we psychologists those of us in the know know how to see freud
1: but so how, <laughs> how, but how can we how can we tell this story in a way that you know, registers with people, you know, maybe not in its full entirety. Yeah, I don't don't know. But that there is something here worth understanding because it seems to me like it will have profound ameliorative consequences if we do it. Totally. And and, and there's so much healing to be done. I mean, I don't know how much time you spend out there, you know, face-to-face, but i'm i'm you know i've just lately been feeling the despair you know and it totally. shows up in all kinds of ways as anger as hostility as fear as as a clinician i live in the bowels of the human psyche so yeah i see right it. okay so yeah, yeah so you see it well i guess then to, what are your, some of your you know what are some of your case studies and ha- have you been able to see it working and and, and is there anything that you can you know Bring bring back to this community so that sure. we can also, you know, work with what your your insights.
0: Sure. Uh, well, I mean, there there's. there's I mean, your clinical,
1: you know, your sort of practical yeah. insight.
0: Right. Well, I mean, so I mean, the tree of life. So let's just talk about the the structure of U Talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the structure of U Talk uh, um, is there are three different things that you really want to attend to, uh, and the one of which is the garden behind me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, The first branch on the garden behind me is the tree of knowledge. And that's what we've been talking about. Okay. Yep. It's called the tree of knowledge system, which is an explicit reference to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay. And and the idea here is, is that you're in paradise, but you wake up to your self-conscious word. Eve asks Adam a question. Hey, can we eat off this fucking apple? Okay. And then Adam's like, "Mm, maybe, and now all of a sudden, as you eat off the apple of knowledge, you become self-consciously aware, okay? And now all of a sudden you got a serious problem of justification, you get pride and shame and awareness of death and awareness of activity in a fundamental way. And now all of a sudden you collapse into the world with self-conscious referential capacity. That's That's the metaphor of Genesis, okay? In this I reading. never really,
1: I never really engaged with any of that, so, it, mm. it, so that all sounds that I, all I, sounds you, ten, tentative to me.
0: George, well, it's, it, you can, it's just an interpretation of the of the story. So it's a metaphorical um, projection onto the story. That I mean, if you listen listening to Jordan Peterson, that's essentially what he tells. it. So well, I guess
1: I just don't understand why shame and you know all of those things. Are why the, why are those the necessary responses to? They're to, not.
0: That, that, that's they're just not right. They're not. They're not. No. The, the, the This is the story of, and then and then the Christian story obviously is trying to get back to, or the Judeo story, then or whatever. We'll just call it the Abrahamic tradition. Okay. Especially the I'm pulling off the Judeo-Christian Abrahamic mythos. All right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm basically saying, hey, we can eat off the tree of knowledge. It doesn't have to yield us this problem okay and it's not that we should then look explicitly to the ontology of god for redemption in a dual world view no it is actually we need to find the way of god here in the world and if we do that we can build return to the tree of life this is the tree of life in Utox garden okay so that's the and then you afford yourself redemption so you get the tree of knowledge okay and the garden and that And the garden sits under the concept of God, okay? So this then is a mythopoetic. And what the garden basically is, is is a unified theory of psychology here. These four generate an architecture. And then these four is called the unified approach, okay? The unified approach gives you the architecture of understanding character and well-being to understand what neurosis is, okay? What is character neurosis, all right? Character neurosis is sort of the epicenter of psych- what psychotherapy deals with. I'm the president of the Society for Psychotherapy Integration, Exploration of Psychotherapy Integration. And what they try to do is, they go, okay, what is psychotherapy really about across the different schools? What is this psychological doctoring? Okay? Yeah. And there are a lot of different kinds of psychopathologies. For example, there's psychosis. A lot of psychoses probably are a result of neurochemical breakdowns Mm -hmm. that then break Mm -hmm. the system, and you Mm -hmm. need a psychiatrist who understands the complex adaptive systems of a medical doctor to recognize that breakdown, because if that breaks, then we're in deep trouble. However, you often get software learning operating system problems that aren't reducible to neurochemical breakdowns, but still Mm -hmm. causal in relationship to creating a hell of a lot of distress and dysfunction.
1: And the umbrella term for that is neurosis?
0: I'm going to use the term neurosis uh, to define basically an operating character neurosis. is an operating system that's functioning okay, but operating in a vicious maladaptive way. Yep. Okay. Turn this off. Okay. So it's operating in a vicious maladaptive way. I have a whole metaphor system for this. Okay. Behind the garden is the dragon's lair. All right. The dragon represents the rage and despair of human suffering, okay? It's chained to what's called a triple negative neurotic loop, Yep. okay? The nore- triple negative neurotic loop says there's a negative situation and a negative feeling, and yeah. then there's a defensive, maladaptive, negative reaction to that, and that is the chain because it's the way people- the reciprocal narrowing. Yes, exactly. People get in there and they have to avoid it. Oh, I'm not looking. They have to control it or they have to blame other people or themselves Mm -hmm. for this Mm -hmm. fucking thing Mm -hmm. because they hate Mm -hmm. the negative situation, negative feeling. And so they're trying to, the ego then tries to escape it. Okay. And we don't teach people that, well, this at all, that, I mean, Buddhism does a good job. Buddhism says suffering is that pain times the resistance that you have of your attachments. And it tells you mindfully let it go through observing the witness function psychotherapy mm-hmm. should be doing the same basic thing only to understand the psychodynamics of the self, okay? And how to understand what it needs and how to hold it in a particular healthy way. So that what I say, okay, basically is understand your adaptive systems, understand how they could grow healthily, how they could get chained in these maladaptive ones, okay? If you do that, you'll first get anxious and frustrated and then you get depressed. In fact, the dragon lives in the cave of a behavioral shutdown. Okay. And on top of that is a personality disorder star that speaks to the ways in which your identity, your relationships, and your affect get coalesced together in certain types of patterns like narcissism or avoidance, dependency, or antisocial. And they drive you in these reciprocal, narrowing patterns that like Karen Horn identified out of hyperconsumption, I would add. Uh, yep. Total. Well, there's a, you'll fill in an emptiness need that right. you're trying to get structured. So you get some stimulation and some realization that you're alive because you feel empty right. and disconnected inside. Mm-hmm. 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 Totally. So you're in the fucking cave eating more, getting fat on empty calories because you don't understand the source of the emptiness, which is a disconnected from ground of meaning. There's no wisdom energy here. You're in a fucking cave trying to follow the instructions of a consumeristic, capitalistic culture that's eating through the system on empty calories. You oh, know, and it's okay. a fucking yeah. disaster
1: okay so I, are, are are we getting to the point where we can begin to break that cycle yep. and how does you talk or what I would call you know ontological continuity, which is the story of the cosmos as science has, has sort of yep. revealed it um, can, how can how can you talk ontological continuity become an off ramp of for one of these reciprocal sure. narrowings and what And then, so once you're off the ramp, what's the on-ramp? Like, where does the reciprocal opening begin? Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: okay. So you want to understand reciprocal narrowing and the chaining of the triple negative neurotic loop that
1: yanks the drag in further and further tighter to the- Yeah, which is is perfectly consistent with a lot of, like, naturalistic processes that we see across the animal kingdom, and even in exothermic reactions, and, you know, even in Purely what we think of as purely physical systems, this shows up. It's, it's a, you know a, it's alchemy.
0: essentially a positive feedback loop where the consequence mm-hmm. generates more, and in this it's case, a maladaptive at an and, level. and yeah. maladaptive feedback loop where the more results create more problems and that generates more results. This one has got the bit of intentionality and in the sense that you got an agent trying to do shit. But yeah, it's the same basic cycle process. Okay, so
1: that's so, the, by the way, that's the hidden. That's 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 also the. The the, the 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 you know the gift is that there is an agent in there and, totally. and sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, and it's an agent at the level of a primate and then an agent at the level of a person, if we're talking about us. And these two layers of agency are absolutely crucial to where we have to wake up so you can actually become aware. <laughs> and once you become aware, then the difference of choice-making shifts. But aware
1: to what? And this is where it gets like, I yeah. do hear a lot of like waking up mindfulness, you know, being mm-hmm. aware of these processes. But then, so then what? Okay, right. I'm aware of it now. what Give me a narrative that I can find you know, something that's attractive, something that sure. is uh, fulfilling okay. and, and, so, and, yeah. So,
0: OK, so basically, if you take a Utah mentorship analysis on this issue, we're going to turn it into two different picture, poles. One is we're going to put a basement on the reciprocal narrowing, OK? We're going to elevate that basement so you don't go deeper and deeper into the fucking cave. And the other is we're going to explore open, opportunities for op- reciprocal opening, Right. OK? So this is so we're gonna stop the reciprocal narrowing that that diminishes your behavioral investment patterns for opening and drives you into the cave. We're gonna block that, okay, and reverse mm-hmm. it so you don't engage in what I often call character nocycling like and water to a grease fire. Kind of makes sense to bring water to a fire, but these are ones that trying to place avoidance, sure. blame, and control on it yep, yep, makes yep, it fucking yep. worse. Okay. So what you do in Utah, this little black dot right here, okay, is a picture, mm-hmm. can't see it, but it's a picture of an eye looking down. It's the view from mm-hmm. above, the mindful view from above. And it mm-hmm. symbolizes calm M-O, okay? So it then says- A metacognitive observer. A metacognitive observer that needs to be your new modus operandi. Learn mm-hmm. how to create a perspective of a sage. Find a sage, learn how to create a perspective of a sage that you can activate, Okay and turn Mm -hmm. on your comm mo flashlight okay the comm mo flashlight then beams light wisdom down onto oneself okay and the first thing it says is be calm like stop your anxious defensive digging okay Mm -hmm. become aware and then it says actually inside the comm is the acronym as listeners of the program know it's a be curious rather than closed Mm -hmm. be accepting rather than rejecting be loving compassionate rather than hostile and be motivated toward valued states of being in the short and long-term rather than helpless and hopeless. Hell, okay. a lot easier said than done, but yeah. Totally, totally. This is not really a procedure. It's a guide to participation, to use John's term. So this is not like you just check the box, but you say these are the principles and processes that guide the participatory dynamic in the context. So you have to learn how to live it. Uh, but I can tell you that if you do calm MO on your triple negative neurotic looping, OK, you'll do a lot better than if you do critic, <laughs> which is the critical, mm-hmm. rejecting, irritable, mm-hmm. tense, mm-hmm. insistent, mm-hmm. controlling way mm-hmm. that pe- that people make sense. But it's
1: grease firing them. The Apollonian. I'm, I'm just learning these terms mm-hmm. recently, so I'm starting to use them. Yeah. Apollonian yeah. versus the Dionysian. Yes. Yes. OK. OK. Sorry. So, go
0: ahead. So 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 what we're trying to do here. So th- this is this, is, this is what tries what Comemos says is I can take the wisdom of modern psychotherapy. Okay, what modern psychotherapy finds, and I can coalesce it both in terms of how it's trying to diagnose entrenched maladaptive patterns, which are these are the internalizing conditions, which are like 60 to 80% of what shows up in psychotherapy, anxiety, depressed, low self esteem, discouraged with life, problems, demoralized, Mm -hmm. etc. And you come Mm -hmm. in, you say, I'm not happy with me, I'm happy in my relationships, I feel like shit. You know, what's going on? Normally they die. Well, I'm, also,
1: I'm also like I'm, I'm, I'm ke- um, uh, coming up against a lot of uh, trauma, just traumatized oh. from all kinds of historical and or c- contemporary okay. economic so, forces. Why like does
0: the system feel so insistent that it needs to avoid bl- blame or control these negative feelings, negative situations because of unprocessed trauma history? Okay, the sensitivity to the negative feeling, negative situation dynamic is driven by temperamental neurosis on the one hand. So if you're temperamentally neurotic, that's different than character neurosis. But basically, what's the sensitivity of your negative affect system coupled to an insecure attachment and trauma?
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, so if you get insecure Mm -hmm. attachment, high trait neurosis and then traumatize adverse childhood events, then that system lives on sensitive edge of negative situation, negative feeling. So it's a hyper psychologically immune system reaction ready mm-hmm. to avoid blaming. But
1: I was also thinking more, more than just family dynamics, but also just cult- systemic dynamics of our, of our society and, so and our history.
0: Th- totally. So the way in which, how does this work? The primate needs to be able to attend to the negative situation, negative feeling, bring it onto the stage and metabolize, the gift of emotion, which is, hey, this is what it means about you, this is what it means about your world, your goals, your needs, and this is what you should be oriented to consider doing, okay? Now, in the primate world, emotions are basically ready to get you to move quickly because the animal world moves a lot faster generally than the human world, meaning the time scales upon which animals are operating relative to humans generally are a time horizon smaller. like, okay, I'm going to mate here i'm going to manage this cooperative dynamic here they're not i'm going to get a doctorate five years sure. later okay well this is really important because the ways in which human persons have to manage emotion because of the time scale is more complicated meaning that you'll get energized by your primate to punch somebody in the fucking face gotcha. <laughs> okay yeah. but if you do that when they just got in line if you do that in the troop world and eh, maybe you'll be a tough baboon maybe you'll be irritable you'll certainly have to deal mm-hmm. with some shit. In the Mm -hmm. person where you had to go fucking jail for, you know, seriously. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to integrate this over a course of time, which is a complicated learning issue. Okay. So this Mm -hmm. is what the primates got to do. How do you integrate it over time? You integrate it through a coherent wisdom narrative of yourself and society. That's how you want right. to be able to do well, it.
1: Well, and also the, the natural world, I would say, that we need to find this deeper. It's got to be the, that. Then all societies are embedded in
0: bioecological scale. systems that they need to yeah. be harmonized with if we're going to think long-term. And especially now, if we're going to think by where we're doing all this damage. So if you're not harmonized in the system, then it's going to have the stacked vulnerabilities of collapse. Okay? So you we live in a system where we don't understand at all any coherent narrative it's fragmented all over the place. We're in denial and where we can see, but at the same time we're in denial. We're just part of a system that's eating everything up. We have no idea what we can do about it and no idea how to organize ourselves. We're also basically given such limited information about emotion. I tell a story, Mike, three kids went through public school, Mm -hmm. K through 12. I don't think they got one hour on the concept of emotion. All of them. Mm -hmm. What the, you
1: know, you, you well, this know, and, might be where that digital network thing, this digital communication mm-hmm. network thing that you were talking about that we've sort of that we've triggered you know, in an adolescent way, but it might turn, it, it, totally. I think it's going to, like to, to
0: part. My, yeah. my feeling would be, why doesn't everybody know what a triple negative neurotic loop is? I mean, why wouldn't you just teach people that? And you teach, be careful, but don't avoid a blame and control. Actually learn mm-hmm. how to bring, negative feelings aren't bad, okay? It's negative reactions are maladaptive. It's negative feelings are just valence telling you that your needs and goals aren't being met, which by the way, is exactly what you should be doing in a negative situation. <laughs>
1: That's a valence oh, match. Okay. So, so, but then you were going to go from there to you now, what is the, what is the thing that comes in to stabilize and open into possibility? In, into right. different? So yeah. we're, so the negative affect systems and avoidance structure, we have to
0: create a base. And the other thing I will say is meditative mindfulness. Okay. Of the Eastern traditions. They don't look to hold the self and understand it. They look to hold the witness function and detach from the self. Okay, And both of those are very valuable ways to put a basement on this kind of suffering. So a meditative function recognizes that inside the experiential self, there's the perceiving experience. Before you grab a hold of it by the primate self, there's just the witness function. I open my eyes, and I'm presented with the world. Okay. And then my self grabs that world. Of course, it's complicated, interrelated, but anyway, the self is then grabbing the world and trying to say, hey, this is why I care about it. So Eastern traditions isolate the witness function, separate that, and create detachment so you could have mindful presence through the witness function that then isn't grabbing, isn't slave to the self's attachments and needs, okay? Psychotherapy looks at the self and tries to create a maternal attachment structure for it and gain insight to its dynamics and clarify the interrelations between the self, the ego and the persona, for example, okay? But to what end? Like, I mean, I, of
1: course it's to a a, a healthy end, but
0: one end is to minimize the triple negative neurotic looping character notes. Now, then the other end is flourishing, okay? Hmm. This thing right here is the nested model of well-being. okay? And it's a basic, it's a descriptive metaphysics of what well-being is, and it boils down to subjective fulfillment in a psychologically healthy, coherent system, in a biologically coherent, healthy system, harmonized with the social material environment, aligned with core meta-values, okay? Kant said, well-being is happiness with the worthiness to be happy, okay? And what it basically says is, yes, these are, this creates a basic structure for flourishing, Okay. Mm. Now we want to say, well, what, what does the system need to grow into these moments? Like I said, like I'm in a, I'm in a higher state wisdom energy. When I went through that transcendent, there's something that happened to my, there was a massive reciprocal opening and connection in that particular process that was deeply meaningful for me. I've talked about it, you know, probably a hundred times, um, over the course of these two years. I've re-reference it regularly because something Opened in my system in relationship to that, it was a transcendent experience, and and it was very meaningful. And I saw several things. Uh, to use John's terminology, my perspectival shift gripped the world differently. I had a shift in the way I gripped the world, and it opened me up to a more uh, coherent unity of my place in the cosmos in a particular kind of way. Mm-hmm. And that's an example then of what reciprocal positive feedback, in a, in this sense, a good sense of positive feedback, where my affect my engagement, the way the world receives me and my response to that boost all sorts of different possibilities uh, that both are enriching here and are enriching over the long-term. I, I participated in a big history conference two years ago, which was titled, Be a Good Ancestor, okay? And I really liked that because it oriented my long-term value arc. It's like, okay, I'm gonna position my energy, but information baton in the back half of the 21st century as long as we get there. And mm. I want to structure the seeding process to upgrade the operating system over an arc. It's not going to happen a tomorrow because the deep structure that needs to be upgraded is profound. We got to mm. figure out the path to it and recognize that it's a substantive developmental process. In fact, I see this decade as the seers connecting, okay, and then we have mm. to extract clarity about what the message is that everyone can kind of then share in their own perspectival way that affords a coherent, integrated pluralism of what this thing is, then that coalesces right at the time around the singularity. (laughs) And then that jumps out to the exponential populace that can then metabolize it and practically utilize it. Mm -hmm. And then the next generation can then socialize their kids. They get born into it in that way. So you Mm -hmm. basically do Mm -hmm. twenties to thirties, thirties to forties and forties to fifties as a 30 year arc of seeing, integrating, teaching,
1: Okay, can I make a proposal? Of course. That, in all of that, we need to um, reestablish the Earth as a sort of fundamental totally. thing, or a fundamental entity to align to, to totally. orient with, to belong I mean, to. Again, so I, I just think, lovely. So, to kind of bookend what you're saying, because you've got a lot, right? You know, in this mesoderm between yep. what where we come from and where we're going yep. and so the where we come from bit is basically I, I don't prefer i prefer not to use big history i've kind of had a bit of a falling out with yes, big history I, because of some of its political right mm-hmm. uh just it's kind of it's a little sloppy and a little bit too eager to uh, pick up the scientific Yep. like logical positivism as a real as a thing it, i don't think it's really done done enough deep interrogation of the philosophy of science it's just trying to use it which is great i say use it but don't it's not you know it isn't um um, um it isn't the whole story right um so i anyway. i'll
0: say this i think that i mean i'm actually connecting with big history people now and i'm actually yeah. going to make a proposal that The tree of knowledge is a new map of big history affords us a way to upgrade that structure with the proper metaphysics, ontology, and epistemology that big history is lacking.
1: Yeah, again, I I have no sort of like, there's no hostility with any particular person same page. It's just that big history is a, as a discipline, it's, 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 it's confused. Right. And it's coming to the party. Some of the, some of the disciplines that are within it have come and picked up the science as, as a given. And it's just, you know, uh, it, it has to sort that stuff out. And um, so there are some...
0: You and I are on the same page. So let's continue yeah. with your... I think you're on, right on the cusp of saying something that's really important. So why don't we Well, the up?
1: idea there is that below the mesoderm is this understanding of where we come from. Now, and and you and and John and other people that I've been speaking, they're perfectly willing to go cosmic, you know, to to connect to the cosmic forces that have brought us into being, and you know, perfectly happy to integrate into the cosmos. I find that you know it's hard, I think, for people to comprehend and to connect with gravity, nuclear forces, electromagnetism, supernovas, you know. Cosmic scale, things are hard to um, personalize. They're hard to feel as intimate. However, the Earth story, the story of this 4.6 billion of life on Earth, is one that is, like, present. It's, we live amongst yeah. it. it. You know, the record of it is everywhere. Yes. Um, and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's this beautiful, rare, right, precious story of a planet that's done good, you know? And yes. so... <clears throat> It's just something that, so I think that the, the earth as a, um, um, a a story, the earth's story is one that's perfectly sort of sized and positioned for us to participate in a way that, because once you've stopped the triple neurotic process and once you've you know shown, given someone access to what's going on, Then what? Then what can we all connect to? What can we all belong to that can start to heal old wounds, can start to fulfill our desire to be together, you know, to be in a shared project in, in, you know, in in, in something that's like unique and rare and uh, something that we can live up to, you know, and I think the scale of the earth is a pretty good ready-made vehicle You know, I don't mean to objectify it, but it's a it's a it's a a being to to belong to. And um, and it needs our attention. It needs us to undo, you know, the the, the accumulative damage that we've been doing in our grasping and striving and groping for meaning. So I suppose I would just add that as um, something that's explicit in the process to, you know, to wake up to the fact that if there's one thing we all have in common on earth is that we're all earthlings and that yep. there's a story that we can tell that shows how we got here, all of us, all yes. of the peoples right. and all of the non-human.
0: Yes, beings. the whole, the whole ecological biosphere. The
1: whole I mean, just... ecological biosphere is something to identify with. Right. And we got to take that seriously because, you know, we get that one wrong and the project might end before we get a chance to colonize some other rock, which is just, you know, absurd. It's just such a, it's just an absurd idea to think that we're going to go colonize a rock when we've got a living one right here. So um, um, I guess, I I guess that all I would say is that, You know, as we go forward here, maybe that could be more of a um, you know a a, a common um, thing to 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 live into. You know, because all of what you're saying makes perfect sense on both ends. You know, on the the deep analytical part that you went down into the into the atomic structures and the process, and also like, well, where do we go from here now that we have the tree of knowledge and the garden and the elephant sun god and you know to what end and i think it's it's to uh to stabilize our home so that we can return to participating in its in its creative unfolding whatever form that takes but and it's and it's not going to be perfect there's there's no utopianist vision here you know but it's worth saying that (laughs) but um so I guess I would, I just wonder how that, you know, how you see that um, uh, dovetailing or lining up with where, oh, where you're at. A hundred
0: percent. I Especially mean,
1: before we go, you know, flying off into, uh, you know, the sun god, you know, because sorry. we have a, because we, I think we have a tendency to bypass right things. I mean,
0: so, okay, so from a Utah vantage point, you live in the guard. Try to or the cave, or somewhere in between, nice. okay? Nice. And,
1: yeah. so, and the garden, so, this, is the, this is the garden, right? The garden. Is that what you're saying? And exactly. And so then, then
0: now generate a local to global fractal garden pattern like, yeah. that becomes. So now create a local garden and then spread the garden and then create, hopefully we'll sync up our local gardens to create a garden across yeah. the structure. And which is a biosphere. I mean, notice in the garden you're grounded on a rock, the stepping stone for stand for standard theory of elementary particle physics. Okay, out of which bio life emerges, the tree mm-hmm. and the seed. Okay, and the flowers. All right, mm-hmm. and then there are animal bees, which stand for the bee of Sophia and the bee of Phrenesis, which is bee with knowledge towards wisdom, and then and then cultivate that. Okay. So that's and then so it's a, it's, and, and the message of the garden is that part of when we ate off the tree of knowledge, when we both fell into pride, we also tried to elevate ourselves with narcissism. So we'd be above, you know, nature and try to control nature. And certainly the Judeo Christian and technological science world pulled us out and justified our r- human exceptionalism far greater. Well, not than, all
1: of us. It didn't well, fall I'm, all of us.
0: Though. Yeah. I, I, right. I, the, if I'm just looking at, you know, uh, uh, Tarn us Western mind. There are particular branches of justification. Right. Clearly the the,
1: the, do, the dominant one at, at the moment has has, well, has, the, ridden, the, has ridden that propensity.
0: So yeah. if we see that swinging justification and in, in all of the potential implications, what are the kinds of things we need to do to correct the error? It's like, get that fucking thing you know downgraded and, or and regulated and get it reintegrated with a particular kind of narrative that embeds us back into the nested layers of existence that we're inevitably a part of and the mm-hmm. earth
1: is the perfect
0: i totally agree i love the idea of the earth
1: and that 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 thing is that 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 uh, that runaway train is is it's downgrading itself, one way or another. We're either going to, but it's either going to do it catastrophically, or we're going to, so sort of, you know, deconstruct it and oh. dis, disarticulate the train as we're rolling, kind of thing.
0: Right. The uh, what I say, what the what I think the logic of the tree of knowledge says is, is that we are in a flux point, and and just not the logic of the tree of knowledge. Just look around, <laughs> but the tree of knowledge will say that we're in a particular kind of flux point uh, as a function of the digital and the emergence of technologies and the way we're. Relating to the Earth in all of its problematic and potential ways, and it's just sort of like mm. holy fuck. And and getting so, that if we're going to fly through the fifth joint point, open up a digital and create a harmonized structure, we better be fucking grounded in the what I would call the wisdom stack, starting with energy and the matter and the life and the mind and the culture. Okay. Yeah. So, with the wisdom stack is, and, and the, many of our autistic, brilliant people out there who know artificial intelligence think that you can you know, bypass the structure and build an artificial intelligence domain that is not anchored to the wisdom stack. That's a fucking disaster. That is a nightmare. I know. I, I,
1: I, 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 I was listening to your last talk, and it makes me nauseous to feel, to, when you say that, I feel a nausea.
0: Yeah, because you should, because the yeah. idea that we're going to, this system is going to yeah. spin off into a train, it's going to create a train wreck, it's going to blow up, I, I argue the earth shines like a quasar of complexification in the night sky. I mean, yes. brother, it's a quasar of complexification, so if we have a map of the universe around complexification, there's no other star that burns at all, essentially, relative to the right. way in which this star burns, and we're going to burn, yeah, yeah. yeah. burn it
1: out, Yeah, and we're going to burn it out. Well, and, I and, think what and, that's going to take, though, is something be, it's it's a wisdom that is coupled to a, uh, uh, a skill at communicating, you know, like it's totally. no good to just have the wisdom and the knowledge, but it, because if you can't package it and communicate it in a way that the organism needs it in a, in a, as, a, 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 nutri- a nutritious way I,
0: that, tastes I, I, good, that also right. tastes good. I, all uh, I say is, listen. I'm a the, my speaking myself. I'm a theorist. I want to talk to people who can help metabolize and get the message. Yeah. Myself, I built the you know a particular angle on this that's pretty rich, deep, and complicated. I I, I need to connect with people, and we all need to bring our insights together and yeah. to create a tapestry weave that can then be metabolized in the current structure in the zone of proximal development where people are that affords them capacity to grow in that direction. That's the that's the engineering challenge.
1: Yeah, and this is the most hopeful shit out there right now like this i think what we're talking about in whatever form it ultimately finds expression i don't see any other way to get through this i mean we totally. cannot this you know technologize our way by time you know by time with technology much much longer but
0: um, no because we're where john will talk about this artificial rationality or whatever is concerns about pure artificial intelligence it it will spin itself in very dangerous ways if it's not grounded to what i would call the wisdom stack so it's a this is a very dangerous time and we're not grounded because the enlightenment gap breaks our knowledge structures and we are not flying with a coherent picture so we'll grab a hold of certain kinds of things and accelerate them and create massive imbalances that because it's not taking consideration of the structure of his whole and you create all these systemic iterations we're seeing that happen i know the fucking scary i you know it's a scary thing <laughs> I mean, I'm it's, it's super exciting. I mean, I, my life is unbelievable. I love my life. It's this, it, it's structured right in this epicenter, this cosmic, chirotic epicenter of it's like, holy fuck, you know, and here we are. And are we gonna be, you know, sometimes when pessimistic you'll hear me saying we're fucking fleas on a Titanic running around, this things gonna hit the iceberg. And then there are other times <laughs> like we're getting together. There's a thread, there's a perspective. We're gonna weave our way through and find our way to the garden. All of us is gonna be glorious. So that um, both of those live in me very readily. I,
1: I like to entertain myself to think that that's the way it's always happened. So that's yeah. the way it's always felt. But uh, so I'm just excited to keep participating. And I think, you know, we've cracked the nut open here. I really want to, I don't know, just keep So let's talk a little bit going. about
0: what you, yeah, let's definitely do that. Well, we'll, we'll you and I, so let, tell us a little bit about what you're, I've been rambling a lot, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you see I mean, tell me, Rich, answer this question about how the hell we're going to do this.
1: <laughs> well, the way that it has sort of um, uh, uh, impinged on me, you know, this, my engagement with the natural world, really, it's, this is the thing, you know, I got my PhD, but I am not a good scholar. You know, I did the absolute, you know, I. if there's anything that's like, you know, brilliant about my academic work it's how I managed to convince everybody that it was good enough you know that that's like the one skill I (laughs) have so I you know when I when I listen to what's you know when I listen to the 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 received wisdom the philosophical tradition that's behind all that's that I can hear churning this engine of philosophy and science behind all this I, I you know that's not really how I where I feel like the source of if I have any wisdom, that's not where it's come from. It's right. actually come from first-person, direct experience with the natural world. I see what you and John and so many other people talk about in the way that animals move, in the way that light reflects off of it, in the way that rivers carve through a mm. landscape, the way that a shoreline erodes. I see, like, I see it in the natural world, like, right. and that's like my go-to is yeah. that. That there's something, there's some intelligence, I call it ecological intelligence or oika operating that lo and behold is continuous with mine, you know, like that that I and it are of the same story. And that. that I cannot extricate myself from that. And so, you know, my so my response to that question of yours would be to to look to place, look to whatever natural phenomena are occurring around you and i know that gets harder and harder to find and, you know in some places are just devoid of of healthy natural systems that have been like replaced by just right rubbish you know yep. and so i know it's hard and i you know i don't mean to like i want to do everything i can to 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 include and to make that experience available you know right but anyway that would be it it would be lovely to, to just stop and contemplate and, and put, but here's the thing. And this is the, comp, one of the complaints I have, I, I work with a lot of artists and I, I teach them what I know about ecological systems, about nature, you know, about yeah. the science of the universe and how the ecological systems and geology, biology, all that stuff. And, you know, they're eager to like learn and know. Mm-hmm. And, but there's this part that's essential that, is missing, which is the whole story. Mm. If you don't have the whole story, you just have little isolated bodies of you know collections of knowledge, then you you don't have that part, that thing that weaves you into it. Because it's the story that when you when you trace it, when you trace it from its origins in the Big Bang, through the formation of stars, through the, you know, and, and the way this planet is and how 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 life has come into being and how consciousness has, and by the way, this hard problem of consciousness that never made sense to me. It's it's utterly like what's so hard about it? You can you can see it, you know, when especially when you understand an activism and how, you know, consciousness is this conspiracy of of a body and a neurological network in relationship to a world is where consciousness comes from. It doesn't emanate from a singular point it's mm-hmm. it's about a mm-hmm. relational dynamic between a complex organism and a world so where's the i don't see the i don't see the gap i don't it's there's no discontinuity between my consciousness and the way that um, um granite forms you know uh things you know I, you i could just it's you, that, you don't it, see oh that's great what, what what was that what was that
0: that well uh, well there's two yeah because the, the, there's a way in which i can totally follow that there there is something to be specified about the nature of the heart problem i would say i mean there definitely is a there's something to okay. be there in relation in the sense that we can understand digestion as a particular process for example yeah. as a yeah. We basically you, you give me a whole picture of digestion okay and we have a and and there's not a lot that's left although you, this is an interesting question but i would argue that at one level when you tell me exactly how the neurocognitive system works, okay, Mm. there's a differentiation between our understanding of the easy neurocognitive mechanisms as information processing systems, okay, Um, and there's a difference between that and an information processing system that has a, what I would call, mind to the subjective conscious experience being, in the sense that our causal explanatory networks are correlative, but not mechanistic clear what do you mean by are you fact? saying
1: that they're not are you saying that there is a discontinuity somewhere in there what's a are you saying that there is a discontinuity somewhere in there uh the nature of the what well, depends what you mean by discontinuity there's clearly
0: complexified continuity. okay but but the question of what it is what is the what is the causal explanatory mechanism okay that can be clearly delineated to turn a non-sentient complex adaptive system with a brain presumably that's where it starts okay into a sentient well, that's, one that's
1: that's that that's the that is the that okay but that's where I, I i i i allow a little bit more artistic or scientific license which is to say that i don't believe it starts in the animal or the brain or you know, you talk about bilateral symmetry or the way that, you know, the, the, the nervous system has sort of differentiated between a sensory and a motor region. And, you know, somewhere in there are the first sort of glimmers of what would later become complex consciousness. But I don't, I still don't see any ontological break. I don't see any ontological break between those two. And I, I see it genuinely, not just deep ontology, but but a universal ontology a universal continuity but not just a deep ontological continuity but a universal ontological continuity i I, I don't see any reason like i may not be able to give you the specific causal micro uh cause you know that 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 that, that where we can pinpoint it but i think that's the whole point is that there's it's genuinely smeared out
0: well, they, they, OK, so here's another way of putting it. Presumably, if you had full knowledge, I could tell you why the neurons in my occipital lobe generate the qualia of vision. OK? OK. All we know is that the neurons of the occipital lobe are correlated with vision. There is no theory as to why those particular neurons give rise to that subjective experience as opposed to the reverse. There's no, I guess I'm, no, I'm
1: just less concerned with that, because, well, okay, what are a, ne- because what are neurons, but assemblages of certain molecules, certain proteins, which are certain, they're really, where does, where does, where is the neuron, you know, like, where does it begin, where does it end? I'm when, simply, when
0: get, I, 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 I'm simply saying that in the context of, like, if I'm a psychologist, and you're asking me what's going on, okay, mm-hmm. I can give you a pretty good neurocognitive correlative map of the various structures, like the frontal lobe. This is for planning, sorting out action, and inhib- inhibition. The prefrontal cortex networks a bunch of different stuff in relation. Okay. The occipital lobe does this. The hypothalamus does this. The thalamus is doing this. And this. so I have a lot of rich mechanistic explanatory network stuff sure, available. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But if you were to ask me, well, what is this jump between this non-conscious processing, meaning, and I mean that just in a common sense way, when you go to sleep, you lose your consciousness and then your consciousness comes back online, you know, gross consciousness, we can talk about various elements, but I mean like, oh, I'm awake, I'm aware, and I have self-referential capacity, okay? There's, there's functional awareness, which we exhibit all the time, well, to various degrees, somebody's unconscious, you say they don't exhibit functional awareness, okay? But in addition to functional awareness, there's the felt subjective experience of being, okay? That's, that's in addition to functional awareness. So you get functional awareness first, and then you get the felt subjective experience of being, almost mm-hmm. certainly, at least phylogenetically. And then the question is, well, what is it we can look at, And then it looks like all of this felt experience of being is in a brain, Okay. Like I don't think that my arm—I could keep my arm alive—but I don't think it would ever have any felt experience of being. If you detached it from me, all the bacteria in here will stay alive for a little while, but they won't have a felt experience of being.
1: I guess my point is that all of that picks the story up from
0: somewhere. It picks up the story. So I, okay, so where I'm saying,
1: so, it, how far back are you willing to pick up the story before? it goes all the way back to the Big
0: Bang. It, means- well, add a level of complexification and then ultimately a kind of integrated information. If you take an IIT angle on this place, you get an mm-hmm. IIT angle all the way down,
1: okay? How- however you want to however you want to explain it though, there is a- There's, there's an ontological 100- continuity, 100%. Continuity, all
0: the way 100%, down. 100%, all and the so, way down.
1: And, and so where and how does that, let's call it a fact for lack of a better, mm-hmm. let's, that possibility, let's, how does that possibility that this is tr- deeply on truly yeah. ontological circle back into the, 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 uh, the, 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 the neurosis and the healing and the, the therapy, the therapy around that neurosis, how does that, because I think otherwise you've you've got, if you've got a schism somewhere, yeah. that schism will show up in a schizophrenia somewhere else. And so, until you you know maybe this is i'm not i'm not proposing this is the only way to do it i'm just saying for me what keeps me feeling connected and grounded and you know avoiding neurosis Mm -hmm. is this idea that oh my story is it goes all the way back right there's a there's something deeply um content there's a deep contentedness that i have you know that i can't really articulate but it but it assuages a lot of uh, motivations to do other things, like yes. you know, like acquire and tons of wealth. Like I mean, right. it's just
0: so my guess is that one. So if we there, you, you will have a sort of a temperamental ideographic deep alignment with the natural processes in the world. In other words, your particular intelligence structure, architectural structure, is yeah. enormously gifted. In gripping perspectively patterns, and then feeling resonance with those, so you can participate in that in a particular way that then affords
1: mm-hmm. real engagement. Okay. Wow. So thank you. I mean, that's that that's like the first time anyone's ever told me that. But that's pretty much it. I mean, not fully, but that's that's sounds spot on. Yeah.
0: And and so that fills your heart with joy and meaning <laughs> when you're in harmony with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. Me, by the way, okay, that's actually, I'm okay with that, but that is not where my own particular gift is specifically. My actual Mm. gift is actually in empathy, Mm. okay? For some reason, I can just enter anybody else's psychic field kind of like this and be like, oh, that's what your psyche is about in the world.
1: So I guess then my question would be then, given your expertise and your, your, your profession, is there a place for this kind of, this kind of temperament, or this? whatever, totally. I, I forget what you called it, but this kind mm-hmm. of thing does. Could it serve, you know, a role in, in this? Totally, hundred percent.
0: Okay. So what what we need, what we need, is a tapestry of different lines of virtuosity and wisdom that pull together in a synergistic way. One of which is our, our proper relationship to the earth.
1: <laughs> yes. That's the one that I, I'm, you know, I'm really most concerned with at this point, because this is the, right. this is the scale at which our, we have an existential threat. Exactly. Is that at the scale of the planet. So, so.
0: so my particular place you know, at, a, at a healing level is to look at character neurosis, okay? And then enter mm. into people, isolated souls who try, ground themselves into the dragon's lair through a triple negative neurotic loop and are experiencing nihilism. And they don't understand how to connect their being to the world in a real reciprocal opening, recursive relevance sort of way, and I enter into that, and I feel that, and I'm a psychological doctor that then wants to afford the capacity to undo those kinds of ways of being in the world.
1: What would a hypothetical pres- prescription look like if, like, if you were to write one, you know?
0: Well, what I've what I've extracted out of all of, I mean, at first it was like the, I'm pulling off all. It really boils down to, like I said. I'm going to be tracking your triple negative neurotic looping, okay, and mm-hmm. understand the way your secondary system reacts to that, that tightens mm-hmm. that chain into the cave. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, my, that's my block. I'm going to that. block that. I'm going to turn on a commo loop uh, and then find whatever the person's essence is that they have particular, think of them as a, an acorn, what kind of tree would they grow into, given their yeah. potentialities? and then try to guide them through their own using Rogerian okay. organismic valuing process. But I engage in what's called directive empathy uh, rather than uh, non-directive empathy. Directive empathy affords an opportunity to serve as somewhat of a guide, an open reciprocal guide that enables the individual to find the directive path, the acorn to oak tree path that affords them to realize that potential.
1: And then where does the earth come into that? That's what, that's because, what I was like, how do we heal the planet? Because, yeah. With that tree, with that tree you just right. Because well, what all I'm saying is, is that there's a
0: multiplicity of different layers, scales, and, and networking, some of which are relational between people, our relational mm-hmm. to ourselves, are, the person to primate and person to person relational dynamic is mm-hmm. fucked. Okay. So I'll give you an example. So this this one right here is the influence matrix. Okay. And it says our primate relational system at its core is tracking two related but very different things. Black line in the center of the influence matrix, it says we're tracking our level of social influence, which is our mm-hmm. instrumental capacity to move other people around in accordance with our interests, which at a pragmatic level is crucial for status and reproductive success and survival. And it's also tracking our felt sense of relational value, which is being seen, known, and valued by others. Okay, So it's the RVSI line, which is a barometer that we're tracking in our relational world. And it's crucial that we have both of those facets tied Okay, so that says, "Hey, can I move you instrumentally, and do you know, see, know, and value me, and vice versa?" Okay, as an
1: individual, do you think that that the side, a natural side effect of that, then, will be to, you know, to heal the planet because that's something that you think that's sort of a a a natural uh, byproduct of that?
0: I think that there are a lot of areas of sickness. Okay. So I think, that, I think we're sick in relationship to our planet. I think we're sick in relationship to each other. Yeah. I think we're sick, like we have an enormous amount of technological potential, but it's also sick in the sense of how is it interfacing. So there's an enormous mm-hmm. number of sicknesses. I think we need yeah. wise people like Tristan Harris looking at algorithms telling us, uh, be fucking careful about these fucking social algorithms we're building. We need people like that. We need people like me that get in there and say, okay, and families, why are we having a suicidal crisis, a mental health crisis and all this other shit? how do you yeah. person talk to yourself and then other people in a family system okay yeah. we need people like you that are like embedded all in the earth at a biosphere level and fall back in love with nature however yeah. you would frame yeah. it and and mm-hmm. to the extent that we pull that tapestry together you're now harmonizing across potential virtues which is wisdom the capacity to harmonize across to maximize a network of
1: virtues together
0: so that's what I that's what I'm uh, suggesting.
1: Hallelujah brah! i think you're right and i think by doing it that way you'll you will you will by default activate those earthling instincts those humane instincts that that the earth has endowed us with totally. you know through our throughout our history with it we will reactivate those you know I, uh, in a modern in a modern context
0: it's this reciprocal opening so i'm falling in love with how to love people in a particular kind of way it's a clinical doctor like okay there's a way to do this seeing all the suffering in the relational world there's a way right. to have it be different okay then i but as i reciprocally open and see that potential it, it look at how naturally i got pulled into a garden and then i mm. listened to your love of nature and be like that guy's got a love of nature i don't have but i can mm. see through him the way i see the world through this lens if i can learn from him mm. i will grow in a virtuous way and it's like yes and if we can pull together the wisdom structures around the whole tapestry that's a reciprocal opening coherent integrated
1: pluralism I love it. I'm sure it's more than the you know us three, uh, so, or at least those three architect those three. Yeah, parts. no, it's a multiple. It's uh, yeah,
0: you know uh, Howard Gardner got famous uh, for you know m- uh, multiple intelligences. Okay, it's a mm-hmm. intelligence is a complicated word, but they're definitely multiple abilities, multiple intuitive talent capacities. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and nat- natural intelligence is one of them. So, so you have a natural intelligence line that we all need to attend to because your embodiment of being with the earth and your engagement in recursive realization, the beauty that that affords your soul is something we all should look to, to learn
1: from. Well, I think, but like I said, I think there is this bypass thing where we're like, well, fuck the planet. We've already screwed this one up. Let's shoot for the stars. Totally. But I think that there's this ironic thing that you're not going to get to the stars unless you come into right relationship with this star and this planet because they got you know because the universe, if there's intelligence out there, ain't gonna be all that you know welcoming to just some upstart parasitic species from a, you know from a far flung corner of a, of a of a mundane galaxy. So
0: the the, the curvature of destruction, <laughs> in my estimation, is not that we get to another planet. The curvature of destruction is we're gonna blow this one up. OK, if we don't change our wisdom, sensibility in relationship yeah. to relating to it. So yeah. for me, the issue is, yeah, that's that's twisted anyway. And they are not going to get there anyway. We better could start wisely relating to the planet and look at people yeah. who have that natural love and intelligence for it, a.k.a. you, and then learn from that and basically learn how to see that. And if we can all see our intuitive structures and see how we engage virtuously with them and then combine that into a holistic structure. Yeah. And actually, that's what this elephant sun god is—an iconic representation of.
1: Interesting. It's an integrated. I'd love to further flesh that out with you, like because, you know, I think using the elephant sun god as a sort of metaphor for what it is, but I, you know, but I don't necessarily think it is going to be some currently existing metaphor for what the elephant sun god is. You know, it's, it's, whatever it is. We're not, we don't know it yet. We don't know what it is yet. Right,
0: right. No, I mean, I'm, right. I'm, you know, my journey is to, okay, well, in my energy baton context of this time between worlds, here's what Mm. I'm saying, Mm. okay? And then the question will be, okay, here's what this guy saw, and then here's what you saw, and here's what John sees, and then there's a
1: metabolizing of that for the culture. And I, I, I think the whole religious impulse, the religious, you know, we've got to figure out ways of, of finding each other in a in a, in a you know a, a synergistic way these old oh. uh, these old paradigms of interaction are just just played they're just obsolete so that's another totally. Way. i was just
0: at a modern spirituality conference as you know you know and i yeah. gave the, you talk the religion that's not a religion and it essentially is like okay how do we revive a sense of religio community how do we yeah. upgrade our naturalistic notions so that we appreciate mm. the sacred Okay, and cultivate value uh, with the earth, with each other, with awareness of what technology is doing and and, and ground us in a way that's, you know, toward dignity and well being with integrity, which are big three values that I,
1: I would love to have gone that but I I tried and it was a full so Mm -hmm. yeah, how, what's your, you know, do you have any other takeaways from that? Like,
0: well, I mean, what that part of the takeaway is exactly what we're talking about here, there are people Mm -hmm. that have particular intuitions, some, I talked to a dancer, for instance. So, 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 you know, it's like kind of like, hey, where's the artistic angle on all of nice, this, right? Nice. You know, yeah. uh, and yeah, the body, cute. get into the body and the movement yeah. of the body and feel it in the context of the body, okay? So I think mm. that there are all these different kinds of potential expressive threads and they are all going to weave together if we know how to look at mm. them in the right way. The I think, old-
1: yeah, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Oh, sorry. Go I was ahead. just
0: going to say the old modernist paradigms, which were obviously inadequate as to why we got the postmodern critique, but both of them are inadequate as a generating anything that's, you know, they generate a chaotic, fragmented pluralism. We need a coherent, integrated pluralism, which was then we mm. listen to each of us as we, you know, the elephant in the sun god is both Ganesha for the god of, uh, of intellect, wisdom uh, in, in Hindu, and it's the blind men and the elephant representation. So the, the picture is of the old story where somebody grabs a hold of the trunk and somebody grabs a hold and says it's like a snake and it's a rope and it's a wall. It's like it's kind of all those things and not those things, and, and each and, of us and the,
1: ele- and, and the elephant, the big terrestrial, you know, mammal. The yes, which that... then,
0: of course, then <laughs> uh, affords us a grounding. Again, the sun, the garden, you know, the tree. I mean, all of that is is, is, is an embedded grounding in our naturalistic way of being in the world and creating a Love holistic it. naturalism. So
1: anyway, we should probably uh,
0: begin to yeah. wrap up. I really, you know, all of a sudden it's like, yeah. hey, it's you talking with Greg, but I appreciate all the well, questions. Well, you,
1: you did open the art Pandora box, but that's that's a big box. I've been working with a lot of artists and learning a lot. So we'll, we'll, let's say that's that a single time. back
0: end to that. I, I, the main thing I shouldn't get a chance to totally say is as soon as I, oh, I did say this sort of, I just want to come back to it. As, as I heard your narrative on John, it's like, yes. Okay. Like, yes. Meaning, Immediately in the, in the meta-crisis that we face, all right, there are particular ways of being in the world that we need to both remember and cultivate anew. And that's what I heard, okay? Yeah, you, 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 had, you had found a line, first through big history and then you saw some of its alienation and then you embedded it in the experience of being. You know, I, I do need to send you an iQuad coin, right? yes. okay? And that's- what I, I said
1: that, but I, sh- I just have to correct you because I didn't find it through big history. Big history was just the best academic discipline that popped up in order to pursue the thing that I had. I heard, I learned it from a bluefin tuna and a and an oak tree, and a, it, That's where it came from, right. and big history is just the. You know, they were just in the way. They were the, they were convenient. Well, what
0: I am arguing through you talk, and I see this more clearly than ever, is the proper alignment between the inside out psyche epistemic experience of qualitative being in the world and our outside-in behavioral view and mm-hmm. getting proper alignment, which we do not have. And get them confused actually, get well, them- We're all literally up. We're completely screwed up in relation. If you place our inside-out, outside-in
1: epistemic vectors properly, we yeah. can achieve, we can do this. That's, that's the challenge, that, that is well, the job is to, to, well, to do. That's called healing in my yeah, book. Totally. Yeah. And, and by the way, one of the things I emphasize that cycle, psych- Psyche
0: is a very complicated construct, but it is what we treat in the concept of psychotherapy. And it is something we need to revitalize psyche because the modern empirical natural science fucked it up completely. It basically taught it an error variable rather than the essence of the inner perspective on the world.
1: Yeah. And I think that the inactivist idea, this inactivist approach is is going to be key to to reunifying those those two di- right. dimensions. Right, well,
0: you talk yeah. does that through essentially, so inactivism comes into you talk through what's called mental behaviorism and the appreciation yeah. of psychology and psyche and their proper yeah. relation. So yeah. yeah, but that's just, re-
1: we're all- re- But I, I want. I do wanna blur that a little bit more in mm-hmm. terms of like blur that an activist in, uh, process even further down, further yeah. down the, the physics, and, so, you know, materialist. Uh, well, we,
0: well, uh, well, we can, the, you talk, as a, we follow the tree of knowledge, you grounded into an energy information field system. Yeah. yeah.
1: okay. Well, yeah. And and, and also just the, the way that that energy, and it, I guess that's what the information part is, the structuring of that energy. Is exactly. That right.
0: Right. Okay. So there's actually, I like to say energy equals information squared, to play off e equals MC squared. And so what exactly. it says is it's energy then gets differentiated. So you get energy singularity, and then you get a differentiation. Differentiation inside the energy creates relational pattern, okay? Yeah. These are essentially- There you go. Now we're it, talking. Now you're talking inside
1: ecological energy. intelligence. Yes, yeah. That's okay. an ecological okay. dynamic.
0: Right, so- okay. And then eventually this thing is differentiating itself. And then on planet Earth, we get recursive epistemic structures, recursive <laughs> knowing structures that are pulling off the forms and then building schematics to utilize the forms to make predictions so they can pull in workable energy Right. Yeah. And then be little workable energy complex adaptive systems that are making predictions about where the energy will be so they survive and reproduce. And then they become these packets of <laughs> epistemic structure, which is basically yep. what life is on top of matter. It's an epistemic, which the Enlightenment folks didn't understand that there's an epistemic causal structure. Okay. Right. And then.
1: But that was they, their project. They didn't, well, didn't know. They, they didn't We didn't have the right. Not They didn't.
0: The cognitive revolution, informa- Claude Shannon's information predictive structure and information theory hadn't happened. We hadn't built. You know babbage has some weird shit, but he hasn't really built a computer we don't have cybernetics we don't have all we don't have the knowledge of the brain that we have in relation we didn't have all well, the we also don't have a
1: full we didn't have the full we have big either. bang the full, we didn't i mean you know it's all
0: we didn't have all this darwin barely have darwin if you go back far enough you don't fucking darwin so anyway yeah of course you have all this knowledge now it's like oh we can put the puzzle pieces together and then we can watch this episode and the tree of knowledge comes along and say well actually there's three big epistemic processes right there's life-minded culture that have mediated through genes and cells, brains and animals, language and persons and culture, right? And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, what the fuck? So you now have these epistemic structures on top of this ontic process. And now, and now we want to put our epistemic information back into energy and back again. So we're properly aligned. The information squared is the epistemic knower on the information patterns in the energy. And then, mm-hmm. and then ultimately we do that and align that with the best possible. You get wisdom, energy. So you get the epistemic structure, which is the iconic god, infinitely wisdom, coming off an information epistemic, back into the ontic. And then what do I was doing with wisdom energy is so I was toggling between the energy and the wisdom. And then all my cells were like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's, I I like, that's it. You know? That's
1: the epiphany right there, man. That's, that's the epiphany. Great.
0: And when I'm listening yeah. to you, I'm like, right, I'm more in this relational world. I'm now in the earth. I'm in cells. I'm
1: not in souls. <laughs> I'm
0: back right. down to cells. So anyway, there it is.
1: Yeah. Very good, man. I'm excited. Uh, let's, I want to do this again and, uh, let's do it again. And let's know, find... continue to kind of, to refine this is the conversation, and, 100%. And also to try it out, you know, think you've taught me a lot here today and I'm going to carry it. And I'm going to process it and I'll bring it into my conversations and it'll, it'll shape and reform. And, you know, I just, this is, th- this is the work. I think there's, there's no better or no more important thing to be doing right now. So thank
0: wow. you. Well, on that note, Ben, thank you. And thanks for all that you're doing.
1: Really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. Bye-bye. Bye.